the Business Buzz Podcast. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome. This is the Business Buzz right here on VOW FM 88.1. It's a Thursday. The time has just gone by 6 p.m., which means it's time for us to give you a roundup of the week's uh, top trending business economics news and let you know how the world of business is affecting you and how you are affecting the world of business. My name is Mudiwa Mob Justice Kavaza, and I'll be your host until 7 p.m. We are broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramfontein. So for today's show, we're going to be having quite an interesting one and it's focusing around the issue of enterprises and entrepreneurs as we talk about our local entrepreneurs and what are we doing to support these people bring up these people and develop that mindset of entrepreneurship in our own communities you can let us know what you think about this particular topic on social media where we can continue having this conversation and you can tell us your thoughts on Facebook we are VowFM that's Voice of Bits and um, we have our own Facebook page as well. That's the Business Bus. And then on Twitter, you can find us. That's at VowFM. And we have our at uh, we have our hashtag. That's hashtag Business Buzz. On WhatsApp, you can find us. That's 0840784912. And you can also stream the station live. That's VowFM.co.za. And remember that podcasts of uh, the Business Buzz show are available. And this episode will be available on general journalism.co.za It looks to be quite an interesting show. Uh, we're going to be talking to Charmaine Shetty who is uh, the director for the school uh, for the Center of uh, Entrepreneurship here at FITS and we're also going to be talking to uh, Zamo Kutle Shange who is an entrepreneur and campus. So definitely make sure you keep it locked for that. Also coming up on the other side of this we're going to be getting into our Buffalo Index where we tell you the state of your 100 rand. Keep it locked. This is the business buzz. The, the business buzz. Welcome back. This is the Business Buzz right here on VOFM 88.1. We're talking entrepreneurship today. and uh, But before we get into all of that uh, nice and uh, wonderful stuff, uh, we want to tell you the state of your 100 Rand with our Buffalo Index. And uh, in studio with me, as always, I'm joined by my executive producer, Elna Schutz, uh, to tell you what your 100 Rand can do for you today. Hi, Madeira. Mm. And today, it's especially important once again, because when you're a student entrepreneur, yeah. you don't have Richard Branson's like number lying around. <laughs> you don't have like bags and bags of cash for yeah. your capital. Maybe 100 Rand is all you have to start. Yeah. And of course, you can use that in very practical ways, like maybe if you're selling something, you want to buy a stall at a market, maybe you want to print some posters. Yeah. You know, you can, you can do that kind of stuff with your 100 bucks. Mm. But it might not be enough. You might, you might be thinking long term, you want to really get into this business thing, this entrepreneurship thing long term and then you need to invest that a little bit better so what does that mean for me like i am a budding budding entrepreneur or i have a business you know and i want to you know grow myself but i only have 100 rand so what what can i get well as we do here on the buffalo index we get a little bit silly and we break very <laughs> expensive things down it's not that you can actually buy such a small fraction of it but it just puts it into uh, context for us all and one thing that you could do right here at our very own Vitz business school you you could get a master's in entrepreneurship for 14 months, mm-hmm. an actual master's. Yeah. This isn't just like lemonade stand no, level. No, this is serious stuff. This is stuff. Yeah. And it currently costs you around 100 and give or take 141,000 rand. Mm. For fourteen months. That, that's that's a that's a that's a fair bit of change. Mm. That's ten thousand. That's a lot. Yeah, so it's about ten thousand um, a month. Yeah, and it comes out to around five hundred a day, give or take. So we're talking like twenty bucks an hour, less mm. than a coffee per hour. <laughs> so, if you had over a hundred bucks, yeah. you could get five hours to study and learn how to be an entrepreneur at the Fitz Business School. Oh. 
It's actually quite. It's actually quite deep, you know, when we say it like that. Because I've done a, I've done a masters in business personally, and I've also done an honors in entrepreneurship. But you know, when you break down um, these costs like this, I never thought about it like that. But it also makes me think about um, something else. Because at my first business school, a three day course is seven thousand rand. <laughs> That's quite a bit of change But if you are starting a business yeah. It might be worth it might It's be. not just the five hours you sit there in a conference room It's mm. really what it does to you and, and that information can help you for the future You know, it's not the same as just reading something on a piece of paper So I get that these degrees are really worth it mm. But you might not be able to give that kind of money all time For that uh, that length and that sort of Intensity. Yeah. So the other option is getting a personal entrepreneurship coach. Some consulting. Right? Yeah. Always a good idea. It sounds so much easier, but it's not. <laughs> it's not cheaper. Let's be let's be honest about that. Hit me with the numbers on that. So your average entrepreneurship coach in South Africa costs you between eight hundred to three thousand Rand mm. an hour. Mm, 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 so that means that if you only have a hundred bucks and you were able to convince this person to take you for that amount of time, you would be able to get exactly between two minutes yeah. and seven and a half minutes. So you better know exactly what problem you're walking into the room with. It needs to be like a WhatsAppable solution to your business basically I, I think the message is clear here you know given the three choices it's either you go and you register for the master of entrepreneurship at Viz business school or you start a successful business and then you charge people 3,000 rand to teach them how to start their own successful business <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's the other option here and we mustn't forget that there are a bunch of different free or relatively cheap seminars that you can go to. You can go to networking events. Mm. You can meet people. Of course, it's not going to be as thorough as yep. a master's. But even if you don't even have that hundred bucks and you want to rather spend it on posters, there are things that you can do to get some knowledge. Mm. So that's it. That's the state of your 100 rand on today's Buffalo Index. On the other side of this, we're getting into our main topic. As you heard, we are talking about entrepreneurship. So definitely make sure you keep it locked. This is Power FM 88.1. Mob Justice on the Business Buzz. You're listening to the Business Buzz right here on VowFM 88.1. We are talking entrepreneurship and more specifically, we're looking at entrepreneurship at our level right here in Bramfontein and on a community level. We're looking at how can we um, support local businesses and how can the local businesses be supported and what are we doing to bring up more entrepreneur um, entrepreneurs in our various communities and what do we teach future business people. So, on the line, uh, we are joined by uh, the Center for um, Entrepreneurship that's here at WITS. Uh, but before we get into that, remember that you can join in the conversation. On Facebook, we are Vow FM or Voice of WITS. And we have our own Facebook page as well. That's The Business Buzz. On Twitter, we are at Vow FM. Our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. And our WhatsApp line is 084-078-4912. You can also stream us live. That's VowFM.co.za. And remember that podcast of the Business Bus Show are available on journalism.co.za. As I said, we are joined on the line uh, by uh, uh, Shaman Chetty, who is the director for the Center for Entrepreneurship here at WITS, and she's going to be talking to us a little bit about how we educate our mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. How are you, Shaman? Good morning. Um, thanks for having me on. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> good morning to the listeners. Um, thank you. Uh, as we be, as we begin our conversation, uh, perhaps you could tell us, as the Center for Entrepreneurship, how do you guys um, choose to structure your courses? Um, how do you pick what's relevant to teach um, entrepreneurs and how have you chosen um, to structure your courses in ways that um, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs can effectively implement the lessons from class into their own businesses? Okay. 
Um, so we've done a couple of things differently. I mean, we there's lots of practitioners in the space doing lots of things, and um, part of being entrepreneurial is also to kind of have a good value proposition and a kind of competitive edge because um, we are a self-funded centre as well. So about three years ago, we did um, with some kind of rudimentary desktop research to look at what's happening in the space, what other universities are doing. Um, also started looking at why um, we don't have the kind of success rates that we're looking for in the country in spite of enabling policy um, and in spite of lots of money in the space. Um, and we decided to play in a different space. So you'll find that there's lots of incubators that incubate enterprises and accelerators that kind of support acceleration or scale up of businesses. But what we found is that something lacking in the foundation Space. So we've developed um, a course that's kind of framed by the word generator and we start looking at how do we get more people starting to look at their ideas um, but, but from a different angle because um, the business plan mentality in the country has pushed people to believe that if they have an idea they can start a business. But what's emerging in the world and the research now at the moment is that no matter how good your idea is, if you do not understand your customer segment and understand what your customer needs in an empathetic way, and if you do not have a value proposition that solves the problems or adds value to that customer, it's unlikely that your business is going to succeed. So the generator stage of the of, of, um, training looks at the... So it, it's broken up into a couple of pieces, um, and this too we added. So we, we look at the person. So who is this entrepreneur? And get them to understand themselves in terms of their own motivations, their own psychology. Um, it's a bit of a multi-interdisciplinary course. Um, get to understand things like resilience, emotional intelligence. So before you even manage a business, who is the self-unlimited that you have to manage and know and become a master of or um, become an expert at before you even go out and start a business? We then look at um, giving people a toolkit, which is kind of an entrepreneurial orientation toolkit. So you could be an entrepreneur, but you can also have an entrepreneurial orientation. And that is the kind of toolkit that helps people value wherever they are. So how do you understand, um, how do you frame problems, how do you verify problems, understand it ecosystemically and through multiple stakeholder experiences, and then how do you then change that and see it as an opportunity to add value? And then how do you creatively add value? So it's a combination of critical thinking and creative thinking, and then come up with solutions that will add value for users and then look at how we monetize it. So the course then, and, and we use a couple of tools that come out of Stanford University, yeah. looking at how you then take this idea of take the, and the business model canvas and how you put it onto a business model canvas and a value proposition canvas and then how you pitch it and look at some of the financial modeling around it. Um, and once you have an intimate understanding of that, of your business model, then we, and, and you've gone and tested your concept, then we say you go and put your business plan together and start a business. So we mostly train in that space, and our work is both around supporting entrepreneurs start their journey, but also start supporting people develop what we call entrepreneurial orientation. Okay. So from and the that- generator space is about... Yeah. No, no, sorry, so, sorry to cut you off. I was just going to ask, so at what point does an entrepreneur say that um, they actually, they need to engage the services of uh, an institution like the Center for Entrepreneurship? At what point in the journey do, does someone need to have failed um, with their startup many times? Do they need to just be about to launch their product or should they be at the growth phase of their business? At what point uh, should someone be saying I need to go uh, to the Center for Entrepreneurship? At any stage. 
if they get up one day and they have an idea or they have an inkling that they want to be an entrepreneur, um, if they have an idea that they want to put on a business model canvas, if they have an idea that's been tested and they want to start a business. So even though we're focusing lots of our courses on the generator stage, uh, we also have courses around executing business itself. Um, in addition to that, we're also mindful that, you know, it doesn't take one thing to support journey of a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. So we've also kind of plugged ourselves into an ecosystem in the city. So um, working with other partners, um, we're starting to do that across campus. We're going to be looking at a mapping of who's doing what on campus. So people come to us. We can also show them what else is happening on campus. And there are other partners across campus and in the city, looking at different incubators. Um, you know, there's a theory um, in, in a man called Daniel Eisenberg, who did a lot of work in Israel, uh, looking at what actually supports and optimizes successful entrepreneurship. And that's looking at six different components, you know, including human capital, which is the training, including finance, but also access to markets, culture, support, um, and understanding policy. So what we do is when people come to us, in addition to teaching them what we developed in terms of our IP, we also get them to map out their own ecosystems in the city or across university that's going to support them through the rest of their journey. So it's not, we're just kind of not leaving them on their own because entrepreneurship is a journey. Okay. And there's going to be different things you need at different stages. And I mean, even you use the word, um, you, you ask if, you know, should they have failed? Failing <laughs> is a good thing in entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, it's good and great teacher. But unfortunately, we don't have a culture that supports and allows young people to to, to fail. Um, as an aspirational, most of us come from aspirational family, you know, in terms of post-94. Uh, we're pushing to be successful. We're pushing to go and kind of regain that ground that we lost. Um, and so there's no space and there's no tolerance for failure. And yet some other best practices in the world, the culture that supports entrepreneurs is not is about understanding that failure is part of the journey and that you have to fail fast and you have to fail forward and you have to pick yourself up take those learnings and move on. And you know, and most entrepreneurs, the big names that we know, um, if you hear their stories, they didn't come up with the first idea and succeed and make, make it be in the first, first instance. But through their journey, they've picked up all of the learnings. Charmaine, uh, sorry. One of the issues that you've brought up uh, one or two times um, in uh, in this discussion is the issue uh, that you guys have chosen to be a generator and we've actually had previous shows where we've spoken uh, where we've actually had people that have incubators and accelerated in studio talking to us about what they're doing. Um, how do you differentiate a generator from an accelerator um, and an incubator given the fact that the normal person on the street um, tends not to fully gauge or understand what um, the various terms mean. Okay, so the generator is the kind of foundational work you do before you start and execute your business. It's the ideation phase, it's the startup phase um, of the idea, not the business. So we saying that before you start the business, you have to go through all of this. If you can start your, you can register a business parallel, but before you start executing the business, before you start investing in the business, you need to start investing in the foundational phase of understanding your market, understanding your customer, understanding what's happening in terms of industry and macro forces and your competitors and trends, um, and understand your solution or your idea within that space. Go and test it test your concept, have proof of concept before you get to start the business and start executing the business. So the differentiation is, so you, and, and um, I think people need to differentiate between themselves as the entrepreneur, their product and their service, and then their business. And so lots of this work is about understanding your product and your service, your market, the context, and then putting a model together that shows you how you're going to make money off this. We so how are you going to make money? Uh, where are you going to position yourself? Who are you going to make? Who are you going to play with in terms of partnerships? Uh, what's it going to cost you? And what you're going to get a return on? And once you have that understood, it's not that that's not a static plan, you know, all models um, are dynamic. It's then we say, 
then you start investing in putting, making this happen through executing your business, putting the compliance in place, putting all of the business structures and processes and systems in place. We are on the line with uh, does Charmaine. That you? Yes, it really does. Thank you so much. We are on the line with Charmaine Chetty, who is uh, the director for the Center of Entrepreneurship here at Vitz. We're talking about educating entrepreneurs, and we're going to be back with her on the other side of this. Mob Justice on the Business Buzz. We're talking entrepreneurship right here on the business buzz and specifically we're talking about entrepreneurs within our own community and remember that you can join in the conversation on Facebook. We have our FM, that's Voice of Vids. We also have our own Facebook page, that's The Business Buzz and on Twitter you can find us at VowFM. Our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. I'm joined in studio by someone who is in business uh, right here in Bromfontein and on campus at Vids. Uh, we have who is an enterprising young man uh, who is doing the things out here. How are you, Ntobeko? I'm okay. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. So as we begin the show, please can you just let our listeners know uh, who you are and the business that you are involved in? All right. Uh, first things first, uh, my name is Ntobeko, as you said, uh, 30 year student doing chemical engineering here at VETS and... I can say it's not really like much of a business, but it is because I just sell stuff yeah. like sweets, you know, those energy things you need like during studying and stuff. It's just not something big, but yeah, to benefit from. Okay. And how did you how did you begin the business? Because as you, as you said, um, unfortunately, people tend to put us in these boxes, and you wouldn't really expect a chemical engineering student <laughs> to be <laughs> to be doing some of these things. Yeah. Uh, so you know, when my like financials were down last year, uh, I had to come up with a decision to accumulate as more money as I can to survive. You no, know? so. Maybe I was left with about 500 bucks. Yeah. So I uh, started buying like sweets champions. Yeah. The toffees and stuff. Sold them for 50 cents. Vets, computer labs and stuff. So yeah. from there, I got to know what uh, the students wanted during their studies. So I had to add a few things. Now, it's a bit of a big thing, but it's not, lo- it's not really a lot. Because I have like lollipops, I have gum chips biscuits it's all just those small stuff yeah, yeah. And, and how long have you been doing this for? uh started last year late october yeah i think yeah and and how how has it actually been is it because you you describe a situation where you were um down on cash your financial situation wasn't um the best so have you been able to actually get to your, get yourself to a space where you can actually make uh, significant financial contributions to your life from it. Yeah. I think that's the thing yeah. that people would really want to know. Yeah, I think that's the that's the reason I'm still doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, I was able to uplift myself a bit. Yeah, yeah it's working out. Uh, yeah. And did, uh, do you have any issues with uh, perception? Uh, because you know how it is when when you if, if you're doing something that looks more, some people might take you seriously, others might not. Um, how have you found that? Uh, so basically, uh, what I've told myself is just be comfortable with the situation I'm in, yeah. and just own whatever I do. Like, <laughs> put pride aside, because I know it's, it's kind of like embarrassing at some point. Like you, like you taking out your dignity and stuff when you like sell to people and stuff. They don't take you serious, some other people. But if you're comfortable doing that, yeah, then someone may be inspired by that. Yeah. So that's just how I, I think I did it. Okay, I, I, I like your mindset because at the end of the day, it's about you. Yeah, it's uh, about me. Yeah, yeah because uh, the perceptions that everyone else has about you are not going to put money in your yeah. pocket. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. So, what are the advantages and sort of the disadvantages of the business that you're in? Because um, you had to have picked the, your business for a reason, yeah. and you must be still in it for a reason. For like, reason, what are some yeah. of the uh, benefits and some of the disadvantages? Advantages of operating in the sweets business. Yeah, damn. Okay, <laughs> look, uh, starting with advantages and stuff. So, I get to control my own cash. You know, yeah. I get to control my own stock, so I don't report to anyone. I'm mm. my own boss, mm. so I call the shots there. And it's kind of hard because 
that's that's one of the disadvantages like it's it's, it's time consuming because mm. you know the time you sell to students they are studying you're not you're selling to them yeah then afterwards you're planning to study only to find that you're tired if you're <laughs> on your feet for like two oh. hours uh. yeah so ish that's that's one of the things that's really gets in my way a bit but yeah. i'm a fighter i'm working through it yeah uh, i kind of sleep around one every day because from 11 until then i'm studying okay yeah okay so that's the that's the way it is yeah. oh. and why did you choose this particular business uh, i once thought of getting like a job part-time job but then i thought uh part-time job will take more time compared to what i do yeah and besides i didn't get one okay i don't know if i even apply for one. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, I just decided to like let me just start small, yeah, to push myself financially a bit. So I ended up liking it, okay, because yeah, it's nice actually. Yeah. It doesn't take a mi- like much time. Let's say if I started eight by ten, I'm done. Yeah, and you have more cash that time. Yeah, you have to just study afterwards. So uh, it's it's a bit challenging, but it's, it's okay. And wh- and why sweets? I'm very interested in uh, in your particular business because um, in terms of uh, doing business on campus, you could have chosen a number of things um, to to be selling to students because you know students are always looking for 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 good deals here, good deals yeah. there, etc. But why sweets in particular? What is it about them that gets people you know to say, ah, okay? <laughs> So basically, uh, what I did is that, uh, okay, the reason for sweets, first things first, I sell after hours, mm. not during the day. Yeah. So I go there at night and most of the shops are closed by then. Yeah. You know, when you're studying, you need that little energy. Mm, so mm, that mm, sugar mm. thing, like the sweets will give you that energy to get you going for the night. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I chose like sweets. And some biscuits, some some chips, you know, when you're hungry. <laughs> some people don't have time to go cook, you know, exams are around the corner, so they're just studying, like, yo, I'm hungry. When I'm here, like, oh, God, you're a lifesaver. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, mm. that's why I just chose sweets. Sweets are nice. Okay. And is there competition for what you do on campus? Or are you sort of operating because you said that you 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 found that you're you you're operating at a time when uh, the shops are closed, yeah. uh, so it's easier to be getting customers, all of that stuff. Uh, yeah. So do you have any competition in that space, or are you by are you uh, monopolizing? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, I wouldn't call it competition, you know, because we all have different situations like, yeah. that force us to do something that we don't maybe like doing. But you know, uh, there was one guy, uh, Tabiso, whom like was also selling and stuff. Like last year, yeah. but this year he hasn't been selling. So we're kind of like coexisting. You know, mm-hmm. we have to like not make this thing about competition. We have mm-hmm. to be close. Like let's uh, coexist. Say maybe if you go at ten at this point, I go there by nine. Yeah. Maybe that's better. We like coexisting. Okay. So I wouldn't call it competition that much. Okay. Uh, that's a very interesting way of doing business because yeah. you, you hear most people want to cut each other out because of competition yeah, but you guys have decided to um, coexist, yeah, and, work coexist together, and work yeah. together and it actually makes sense because there's probably enough customers for yeah yeah for all of you and some of the other lessons that you've learned along the way clearly you've learned that teamwork is uh, a better way than you know doing things on your own yeah. so what are some of the other lessons that uh, you've learned that you think other people would benefit from knowing ah uh, time management <laughs> time management is the key thing here yeah because you know one thing that's ke- that's kept me going is it's uh they know that i'm, I'm consistent yeah if I'm at this computer lab at eight o'clock, every day you'll find me there at eight o'clock. Yeah, that's what I do. I don't want to wake, like waste time. Yeah, and when it's ten to eight, now nah, I gotta get going. Yeah, so like time management is is really important. That's a and big thing. Also, how to manage money. Mm, that's mm, that's mm, another mm, lesson mm. I say I learned. That's a, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, I think that's that's a that's a very important one. Actually, when you say that, it makes me then um, ask the question. How do you actually, um, how have you taught yourself to use the money that you are getting from there? Because you know how it is when uh, when someone starts making money, whether even if it's just a little <laughs> bit of money, you want to yeah. spend it on, just you know, blow yeah, yeah. No, so what I've decided to do, I mean, um, 
you know when you when you're selling you get coins you get notes mm. so what i decided to do i make notes like uh my everyday spendings yeah i i, I restock with it yeah and uh if i need something maybe like something from my room yeah i use those notes but the coins i take them to the bank that's my profit yeah and i have a different account specifically for business yeah that money is respected not even me <laughs> <laughs> it only comes in like those hard times you know yeah. when you're really low on cash your savings account balance is very low you have to take out like from the savings the other side yeah so that's how i mean i think uh yeah that's how i use my money i like that it's yeah. very because the thing is uh i don't really have like much use of money like, yeah i need to use this money a lot like i eat the dining hall so I'm covered with food. Mm. I will just need like a little bit of clothing, maybe yeah. you know all those things. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to spend your money on useless <sighs> things. Have, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perhaps uh, we've got time for just two more questions because we are running uh, low on time. Um, the first question is: uh, Do you see yourself continuing with this business um, in the future, or do you, or would you like to expand what you're doing or try something totally different? Okay, that's a question. <laughs> So basically, uh, my time advice is running out. So I don't think I'll be continuing with this specific business. However, uh, I do have a lot of things, man, uh, that I want to do. But yo, they even scare me away, you know. Yeah. Like at some point, uh, I want to be in property business. Mm. A lot of businesses that I, I want to be part of, but. For for the time being, I yeah. think I'm still comfortable with the one I'm doing. Not that I wouldn't want to expand or something, you know. Mm. It's that small, right? So, but accumulate more money, then you can also go into other businesses. Yeah, that's that's the way I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Yo. cool. Our last question: Do you feel like you've gotten a uh, you've gotten support, whether it's been from? Um, the university itself or societies on campus or um in terms of funding i don't know how else to ask that question but in yeah. uh, but in terms of support or have you found yourself just doing everything um on your own and then since you're saying that your time at vids is running out <laughs> do you ever see yourself going for that formal job or are you now going to be a businessman <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the thing is, uh, I have to go for that formal job. That degree is not for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I have to go like work mm. for some time, you know. But at some point, uh, I see myself as a business person. Okay, like that's where I feel comfortable most. Yeah, other than like taking orders from bosses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's that's something else. But then, uh, in terms of support, uh, I feel like the support I get is from actually the students who yeah. turn out to be my customers. Uh, there haven't been much support from, let's say, the university itself, because at some point, I don't know if I should say this, but they kind of say it's illegal for what we do, like mm. to sell to students uh, and come to But yeah, so I don't think that that support according mm. to me. Okay. Yeah. So that's the risk we're taking. We have to get the money the way you have to. It's not like you're selling legal stuff, illegal yeah. stuff anyway. So it's just sweet. So yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hope I, I answered the question. Yeah. No. No. You did. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, we're in studio with uh, Mr. Shange, yeah. uh, who was just giving us a rundown of his business. He's operating here in Bramfontein and specifically on the Vitz University campus. I like the story because it shows just that if you just are determined to do something and change your circumstances, you can actually uh, do it for yourself and once you get started it's not as hard yeah. as you actually thought it was you just need to be able to invest time put your system in place yeah, and yeah, just you know just be going be with comfortable it. yes what you do yeah then everyone would be comfortable around you as well exactly yeah, and then i think the other big takeaway from me personally is uh, the money management and time management factors yeah. um he has developed a reputation for himself
yourself if you don't find him within the <laughs> specific uh, time periods from let's say 8 to 10 or from 9 to 11 <laughs> he's gone you're not going to find him you need to ah, be on. <laughs> so thank you so much uh, to Mr. Shange for coming through to the studio yeah, um, on the other side of this uh, we're going to continue uh, with our conversation with the Vids Center for Entrepreneurship keep it locked this is the Business Buzz you're tuned in to the Business Buzz Welcome back to the Business Buzz. We're talking about entrepreneurship. We just came from giving you a, a bit of a young case study, young man. Uh, we're talking, uh, we're talking to Mr. Shange, who has a business on campus, and he's just giving, he was just giving us some insight on what it is to operate um, locally and the strides that he's been able to make over the last few months of operating his small business, chemical engineer turned entrepreneur. But as I promised. Uh, we are joined on the line uh, with uh, Charmaine Chetty. Uh, we spoke to her earlier on uh, about educating entrepreneurs. And right now, we just want to continue that discussion and focus more on the individuals themselves. Uh, Charmaine, earlier on, uh, we were talking about... Um, we were talking about accelerators. We spoke about um, what the difference is between accelerators, incubators, and now you are have formed a generator. But something that I wanted to touch on is something that you brought up earlier. You were talking about um, having an entrepreneurial orientation, that this is one of the goals that you want to um, create in the people that go through your courses. What is this entre- uh, entrepreneurial orientation? and how do you plan on actually making sure that people develop this in their own lives? Okay, so an entrepreneurial orientation, also known as an entrepreneurial mindset, is basically a set of skills that helps people be adaptable and agile in spaces. Um, So a bit of context around that is the World Economic Forum, and it's now coming out of the ILO, um, and more recently our Department of Higher Education and Training, who did um, a research piece um, that was done, carried out by our Human Resource Development Council in the country. And what they found is that universities are not necessarily churning out graduates who are ready and prepared for a 21st century global economy. That they might come out with technical understanding of stuff um, and curriculum that kind of covers certain academic um, trends, frameworks, but they're not necessarily employable, number one, and number two, they're not necessarily ready an environment or an economy that is global and is changing so exponentially. Uh, you know, we had um, incremental change for a long time after the um, Industrial Revolution, but in the last 15, maybe a little bit longer, we're starting to see exponential change. And so um, curriculum and the substance of curriculum become obsolete in a kind of a year or two years after you study. So the entrepreneurial orientation is basically a toolkit that helps young people be, or helps everybody be adaptable. So how are you adaptive to the environments that change all of the time? Number one. Number two, how do you innovate and come up with solutions? So like the piece we added in the generator, it is about getting young people to see um, where problems are situated, how they're located, and more problems more importantly, how we solve them. You know, gone is that gone is the days of that old adage when I was growing up, is, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. <laughs> now you fix it all the time. Now you improve it and you innovate all the time. And even if it's working well, you innovate and you improve because the, the, the market, most markets are so competitive and most markets are innovating all of the time. And the people who are getting ahead are those who are, who are staying a kind of um, above the or before the curve um, is those that are innovating all of the time. And, you know, uh, now that the stage is moving, the move to main campus and lots of our work is going to be with the undergrads, um, I was thinking it, it kind of goes with the with, um, byline of Fitz gives you the edge because literally with the set of orientation, uh, entrepreneurial orientation tools, it will give you the edge in the spaces that you are in. Uh, because countries that are getting ahead whose economies are thriving, businesses that are kind of doing well, 
and um, individuals and even universities that are doing well around the world are those that are agile and being adaptive to what um, the socioeconomic needs of the countries and the context are. Um, Shaman, one of the things that I think um, our listeners might be interested to know at this point, given everything we've spoken about, is does a person necessarily need to start a business for you to consider them to be an entrepreneur? Or do they necessarily need to be buying and selling for them to have that um, entrepreneurial orientation or mindset? Um, not necessarily, you know, because it's such a multidisciplinary um, phenomenon and you have an entrepreneurship definition, uh, managerial definition, organizational definition, psychological definition. If you speak to different people, you probably get different perspectives. But the entrepreneurial orientation is about um, people having this adaptive skill set. So an entrepreneur is by definition one who starts a business. But to be entrepreneurial, you don't have to be in business. You you can apply this toolkit and you can be aware of, kind of have these lenses and apply these lenses in all spaces that you are. And ultimately, it's to add value and it's ultimately it's to make things better and to innovate and to keep us in that cycle of constantly um, iterating, planning, improving, iterating, evaluating, and constantly going after. You know, it's, it's like what we teach our entrepreneurs is that you get up in the morning and you take your temperature every day. Um, I, don't, I don't mean the physical temperature, but you get to see where you are, what's working for you, uh, what you're taking to your, to your business, and you take the temperature of your business. And basically that's understanding that every day something's changing for you in your world and it's changing in the world in the context that the business is in and how do you make sure you stay on top of that all of the time and you're getting ahead and in front of possible problems that could come your way. And you're looking to just keep your business at its best place. Uh, so you constantly innovate and create efficiency. Um, Whether it's for the business or for your products or services. Um, we have time for two more questions very quickly. And uh, the first one is, um, do you have any, uh, because I think our listeners, especially the young people, might be interested to know um, if you have any case studies or any examples of young people that are actually, um, that have actually been able to successfully start and run um, their own businesses, either out of the center or just from the people that you know um, um, around the community, uh, firstly, and then secondly, um, how can people access uh, the services of the Center for Entrepreneurship or attend workshops or um, some of the seminars that you might be holding? Okay, so you know, I don't want to take, um, I don't want to take um, responsibility for some of the entrepreneurs that come through us. Uh, because we we um, we work with established entrepreneurs, and then we work with young people. Increasingly, in the last two years and this year, we're going to be working with students. And so, the startup space is really where we want to kind of um, add value and position ourselves. Um, and you know, whenever I ask this question, names always—I think it's, it's just a senior brain—but names, <laughs> I always kind of don't get to names, but I can tell you stories. Um, like, I mean, the famous one is the Happy Fox young entrepreneur who um, who basically came up with a solution because he was so tall. Um, and, and that's the story that I know. That's the story that's been given to me. Um, and it was about resolving a problem of his pants being too short. And he came up with this idea to come up with these fancy socks. And so people, to, to kind of make a statement, and so people started asking him about the socks. Um, and he realized that there was a market for it and he started putting it together and started designing. And now, I mean, you walk all over and you know Happy Socks, even I know Happy Socks, even though I don't use it. Um, there's a young person, I think um, Ludwig Madashani, who, um, who came up with the waterless bath. Um, and that also got a story. He comes from Limpopo, and he had a friend who didn't like to bath. And um, he, the friend was just uncomfortable to be around after a while. And so he started doing engineering. He, he studied engineering and started coming up with a way to kind of look at how do we come up with the waterless 
vast solution. I mean, something that's very important for the country right now with the Cape Town crisis. But this young man's business, biggest client now is the U.S. Army. From a simple way of finding a simple solution for a problem, um, is now having the U.S. Army as one of his biggest clients. So those two come to mind. I mean, there's various stories, and, you know, I need to have these more at the top of my head because I think young people are taking a knock when we say that there's not enough, there are not enough young people getting into the space. But there's many stories of success that's starting to emerge, and I think part of the role of the center, and I think you, what you're doing already is to start showcasing these. Some of the the products are complex, but some of the products are very, some of the services are very, very simple services. Just people seeing a gap in the market, understanding the needs of the customer and coming up with solutions. And then in terms of accessing your services and the workshops? Okay, so so the center is in a bit of a transition at the moment, but our contact details remain the same. Um, you can get the center on 011-717-3832. Um, we've moved to VIT Enterprise because it's a more, um, it's a better space for us because VIT Enterprise also has other projects like uh, what used to be called Tech Transfer but now called Innovation Support, looking at kind of taking the IP that's coming out of the university to commercializing and we are better space and fit there in terms of a kind of complementary um, segment of this enterprise and we based now at the bottom of the east campus on the corner of empire road and yansmas avenue the professional development hub on the third floor um did i give you our landline it's yes seven one seven three eight um, and people can get me at shemen.chetty at ac.ca. Um, what we have doing, all of the courses we have done so far is courses that have been uh, sponsored. So for the last few years, we've run a course sponsored by Bank Sita where we uh, ran the generator. And out of it, we got close to close to about 18 new ideas and people are now some of them who want to continue with it we've put them into incubators Um, you know simple um, just to give you an idea 80% of the solutions that young people are coming out with now is is app-based solutions Um, a young group and and what, what is nice is they're also starting to look at some of the kind of traditional stuff that exists and how to bring it into the future if I may use that term um, uh, the one group came up with an idea of getting some uh, a traditional healers um, onto an app site, but <laughs> also starting to provide information on the on the herbs and the the um, healing methods. So to kind of demystify it and show the value of this and how much more affordable it can be, and and so they want to create an app where they're starting to. Um, find out where are these healers uh, when you walk into a Muchi store or a store that caters for traditional people's what each of these things do uh, you know so how you can manage yourself in the process yeah. um, another group are looking at how you come up they, they come up with an idea for a thermal charging cell phone cover um, and they're still working on it because I think um, the, the, the engineering of it is also needs more work because it needs much more heat from your hands in order to get it to to uh, charge uh, they've done that we've had another group that came up with a simple thing like um, to come up with uh, traditional beers um, that can be kind of popularized and used like you know if you have a traditional party um, um, African party there's uh, food and there's decor and there's music and there's um, uh, clothes, but there aren't many um, drinks that you can add. So they do that. Another group came up with an idea where they um, they were looking at a GPS for big spaces like the Mall of Africa, yeah. that you'll be able to know where you are in the mall, where the stores are, how many minutes it will take you to walk there, what's on special, comparing prices. I mean, it's quite ambitious, but it's an, <laughs> the idea is great. So so the young people have come through that i'm sorry i digress like i get so excited about these young people um and so 
we've been we're looking also to develop a course for um, metric leavers who well, we've developed a course and we're looking for some sponsorship to get young people who don't get to university um, to, to do the course with us. Yeah. And um, young people can call us and when we start courses, we so, so we've we got already alumni in some of our undergrad and some of them graduated last year from this. Um, and we'll do a call out. But if people need individual support as well, they must feel free to come to us. And if we can't help you, we, we hook you up with people who can. And like I said, by working with the ecosystem and trying to put a proper ecosystem or understand the ecosystem, but if we can't help you, we don't tell you where you can go to. Um, so, so yes, that's it. Thank you so much. That was us on the line. We're talking to Shaman Chetty, who is director of the Center for Entrepreneurship here at WITS. I'm um, just giving us a roundup of what um, education in the entrepreneurial space is looking like. Uh, we spoke a lot about how they choose to structure their courses and a very interesting discussion coming through around the issue of having an entrepreneurial orientation and how you develop the that mindset of uh, problem solving in in young people and especially in people that go through their courses. So yes, thank you so much to her for giving us that. On the other side of this, we come to the end of the show. Keep it locked. This is The Business Buzz. More justice on The Business Buzz. We've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening to the show. We were talking about entrepreneurship in our local space. And we had uh, Shaman Shetty, who is from uh, the Center for Entrepreneurship here at Vitz University, uh, giving us a roundup of what it means to educate and bring up the entrepreneurial mindset in our young people and to develop people that are into problem solving. And how do we make sure that we support these people and she also had a number of different stories of young people that are doing things in their own spaces to problem solve. A lot of them are app-based. I'm actually quite interested in that one. And uh, especially the one that has to do with mapping malls using GPS for large spaces. Uh, we also spoke uh, to Mr. Shange, who is a entrepreneur here on campus, uh, about his business and the strides he's been able to make over the last few months. So definitely uh, thank you so much to the two of them. I hope that all of you are inspired to start your own businesses or to at least um, develop that entrepreneurial mindset in other aspects of your life. So that's the end of the show. Remember that you can find us on Facebook. That's uh, vowfm.co.za uh, where you can stream the station live. On social media, um, that's uh, vowfm, voice of vids, and we have our own Facebook page. That's the business buzz. On Twitter, we are at vowfm with our hashtag the hashtag business buzz and then our whatsapp line is 0840784912 and remember that podcasts of this episode will be available on journalism.co.za and with that we've reached the end of tonight's show thank you to our amazing team our executive producer Alna Schutz and then our production team that's Musa Maluleka um, Klingi Wazondo and Lerato Mapella our technical producer is Kutwano Serame don't miss the business buzz same time same place next week for more insight into the world of business. Next up on the VAL FM lineup is Life Beats with Diema and Bongi. For myself, Mudeo Mob Justice Gawaza and the rest of the team, it's good evening and take care. Mob Justice on the Business Buzz. Listen to the Business Buzz every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Only on VOW FM. Listen to the Business Buzz podcast on www.journalism.co.za.